All right, we're back with another episode of Eat Sleep Bedlam. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Eat Sleep Bedlam. Follow us on YouTube at Eat Sleep Bedlam Pod. We're on Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast. We're there. If you're watching on YouTube, all those links are at the bottom. But we have to get into uh, some reaction on the Oklahoma State uh, bowl game, or sorry, I almost said bowl game, Oklahoma State Conference Championship game against Texas. Uh, we did want to mention bowl game stuff real quick, though, because it was just announced, like, what, an hour ago? Yeah, within so, the last couple hours. Yeah. OU is going to the Alamo Bowl versus Arizona, and Oklahoma State is going to the Tax Act, Texas Bowl. It's yeah. the Texas Bowl. Texas uh, they're going to the Texas Bowl versus Texas A&M. So we'll again. get – yeah, again. <laughs> so we'll get more in-depth on that later on because we got opt-outs and transfers and all that to go through first yeah. before we even know uh, really what to talk about with that game. But let's go to the Big 12 championship game. Uh, Oklahoma State played Texas. Uh, if you watched, did they put, yeah, if you, if you watched our preview show, I will say this. If you watched our preview show, it's how we said it would happen. If Texas yeah. plays a B or an A game, they just, the stuff that they're really good at is what OSU is good at. And Texas is just better at it. Yeah. So it's just, it was a bad matchup for Oklahoma bad State. Matchup. I nailed how many points Oklahoma State would score. So I'm yes. taking that as a win. Um, yeah. Something you don't realize, like I've watched a lot of Texas this year. You don't realize until you see them in person just how massive the majority yep. of that roster is. And yep. I'm not just talking about Devondre Sweat. I mean, yep. like, the guys who make he makes look small are huge compared to other players. It's yeah. insane. Like, that roster's big. Very I mean, big. I mean, and they've had these great recruiting classes, and so they finally yeah. have developed them. Now, I don't remember if we talked about it on the pod, but Landon and I have talked about it. A lot of these guys aren't coming back next year. That's the thing about Texas yeah. This was their year because, first off, your last year in the Big 12, the Big 12 overall was kind of down the, uh, going into it. We knew they were going to be kind of down. Um, and you had all your players that were your really talented ones older. And so we'll see if how many of them come back. There's not many, especially defensively, yeah. which that was what's impressed me the most about Texas this year is how good they've been defensively. Because usually when you have an offensive-minded coach like Sark, that's where it lacks is on the defensive end. Yeah, I mean, that defense was crazy. Um yeah. The weirdest part about watching that game was there like the plan for Oklahoma state on offense is what was wrong. The execution was fine. Like I'm not sitting there thinking it's not because Bowman threw five interceptions that they lost. That's honestly how I thought it would happen, which would have been more fun to watch than just sitting there watching like this slow March to death, just watching them like, Oh, we came up a yard short again. Oh, we came up a yard short again. Um, Casey Dunn. So I honestly hope he didn't watch any tape and came up with this game plan because then it's like he has an excuse. Yeah. But if he watched tape and this was his plan, what what, what are we doing? I mean, the entire game, they were giving Presley an eight to 12 yard cushion and they weren't hitting him with smoke screens until late in the third quarter. Yeah. And that's when he started putting up yards. I mean, obviously, it's not going to, like, change the game. I mean, hitting a guy for eight yards a couple times isn't mm-hmm. going to turn the tide. But, yeah, that's just dumb. Yeah, the- th- some of that, definitely. I-, I saw that. The one thing I will, like, kind of defend him on is I saw someone on Twitter, Oshu fan, complaining about the up-the-middle runs with Ollie Gordon. And I'm like, I understand it because that's where Texas's elite defense is. But that's also where OSU and Ollie have excelled at. So it, it was hard. Mm-hmm. It goes back to what we said. It's a bad matchup because it's I – mean- it's it's just tough for OSU. And you do have to do those, but also they know you're going to do it. So you have to hit them with like, I know that you know that I know, and like mm-hmm. get them with like the fake and go outside. I guess Jaden Nixon was hurt 
Um, I say I didn't see him, but I, uh, I like the freshman. I thought yeah, he played pretty well. <laughs> Desi Valahi. Yeah. I had to look up that pronunciation. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really weird because he's number 20 and Elijah mm-hmm. Collins is 24. So at first you just see, and they're kind of built similar. So he's out there and everyone's like, oh, I guess it's Collins. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, that's like every fan in our section was like, wait, who is this? Who is this guy? Who is he? Why is he playing? Has he played yet? Like it was, I mean, I feel like other fan bases don't deal with that. They like, don't find out about injuries in the middle of a game that someone is not playing as often. It's weird. And maybe it's because I'm an OU fan that I don't understand as much because OU and these really big schools, Texas, all you have so much media coverage that you're just not going to miss out on something like that. Worst, worst case, you'll just find out right before the game, but you Mm -hmm. find out pretty soon. Like, OSU, I didn't see anything. Obviously, we know Gundy's tied to the vest. I get that. But I didn't see any reports hinting no, that he no was hurt. Um, um, and, and Zach and I said the same thing about midway through. We're like, this kid, he had like four carries in his career or something. And we're like, wait, where's Nixon? What's happened with Nixon? Is he yeah. suspended? Is he hurt? Or like, what? what's happening here? He play. And then uh, Alex Hale wasn't kicking. He didn't do any of the extra points. No Which, one knows what that I know no why that one is. Because Gundy okay. was interviewed about that actually in the game. But we didn't yeah, which know. Obviously, until, we didn't get to. Yeah, we exactly. Didn't to, they didn't we, air that in the middle of the stadium. So yeah, I didn't we didn't know that, that going into the game, but we knew well, during the I game. Mean, I didn't even know that was an interview. He I'm, said, which it was weird, but he said, because your backup kicker, I don't remember his name. Uh, what's his name? I'm blanking on his name, but yeah. Okay. But anyways, he, he has more lift on his extra points. Mm. And so he was worried about Hale's extra points getting blocked, is what he okay. said. That's weird. Which is okay. weird because he's like, what, second? And makes this year in the Big Twelve yeah. or in the whole country. The other actually. guy has a bigger leg. He does all the kickoffs. So yeah. I mean, I guess I get it. I don't know. But yeah, yeah that was another thing because I mean, they're not showing that interview during. Yeah, I'm sure when that interview was being played, we were listening to weird comments from Seamus, Drew McIntyre, and <laughs> Jade Cargill. It was, was it was so awkward. It was after y'all's <laughs> touchdown. Okay. It was after y'all's touchdown. Maybe in between the first and second quarter, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, the game. And again, that Bowman interception, I don't care about that one. I mean, it was like a third and five. You're near midfield. It's essentially a punt. Gundy's yeah. not going for that in the first quarter. I mean, you pin him inside the five. It was a punt. Uh, Sark's first, yeah, I didn't mind drives, that. Sark's I didn't first mind that. drives were a master class in offensive play calling. He was dealing. He was going for it. Mm-hmm. And he was he was coaching to win. Yes. Like, early on. And once he got that like three-score lead, he, he pulled it back. And yeah. he just kept – it was the most frustrating thing. I've never seen so many balls thrown into the flat and not a single human being over there for two mm-hmm. straight quarters. It yeah. was so bad. It, I don't even know what. Was yeah, happening. I think they were so worried about OSU's or Texas weapons because yes. there was one play where they hit Worthy and you have a defender like right there. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, he'll get a two-yard gain. And he cuts real quick as soon as he catches it. And boom, it's like a 40-yard gain yeah. down the sideline. I mean, they Worthy's a freak also. And you know, hopefully for Texas' sake, he's healthy for the bowl game, which they yeah. said everything was negative. But it reminds me of 2018 when Hollywood Brown got hurt in the mm-hmm. conference game. And they're like, oh, he's fine. And then we find out he, he, he can barely put any weight on it. I mean, but Worthy, he's been dealing with this for pretty much since the OU game. It's like yes. every other game he's getting banged up. If yeah. he had just sat out during the cupcakes, he'd be fine by now. Honestly, yeah. I think it's just like yeah. – just lingering. But he's another guy. He's so much – like you can tell he's fast and yeah. on TV, but he's one of the ones when you see him actually run away from other people that you know are fast, it's just yeah. 
his speed is different. It is. And Mitchell's insane too. And Ewers was yeah. dealing in that game too. I mean, yes, I he had say, a lot of easier passes, but but he was making a lot of really good reads. I will say in the second half, uh, we got a little pressure on him. Martin yeah. had the pick and knock, and then there was one knocked down. And the old yeah. viewers cropped up the, for a the little pick, bit. The free the kick was pick. so bad. He I, just threw it right to Nick Martin. He was I, like, I think I know because they showed the, the view right behind him. Mm-hmm. And where Nick was, it kind of looked like he was right behind the defensive tackle. And so I think he just thought, oh, okay, well, he's right there. But in reality, he was like five yards behind the defensive tackle. So I think he had a depth perception issue on that one. <laughs> After that, that old viewers kind of cropped up a little bit. Yeah. The throws were getting a little more sporadic. But, I mean – once the ones downfield got sporadic, Sark just went back to the drag route, flat route. Yeah. And, you know, he was back in rhythm and yeah, and it was over. At that he point. played, he played really well and give Oklahoma state credit for how they made halftime adjustments. But I did think they pulled off the gas a lot. Oh, Texas did at they, least. In they the second did. Half. And also we made a halftime adjustment, but then Sark made a mid third quarter adjustment too, which he's half. very good at. Yeah. Yeah. That, Nardo, that's my favorite, like solid first year. I mean, you yep. saw improvement as the year went on. Uh, you got to make adjustments quicker. You yeah. can't wait until halftime to do it. And if someone adjusts to, add to your adjustment, you have to adjust again. And I've always wondered, is it harder to do that when you're in the box? Because like Sark's on the field, so he can mm-hmm. make the adjustment quick. We see OU, their defensive coordinator is in the box, but Brent is on the field. So Brent can make adjustments. And we've seen them make adjustments early in the game. Does it make it more difficult? Is that... If you want to be in the box, do you need someone that you really trust to help make adjustments on the field as well? I don't know. I don't know if I it plays a factor at all. You need like a number two on the field probably. Like yeah. you relay exactly the thing to him so who can then relay it. I mean, I don't know if that's yeah a thought. Uh, and I don't know if it matters at all. I just – I've noticed that more from teams that have someone in the box. Now, granted, it could just yeah. be his first year as a defense coordinator in a big – in, you know, power five football, and that's why it was an issue. Who knows? Yeah, that's some of it. But, yeah, I mean, I think overall – He's looked good his first year. I'm excited about what the defense can be going forward. But uh, yeah, he got taken to school on yeah. Saturday. I mean, Sark done, but I mean, Sark does that too. A lot of a lot of people, yeah. defensive coaches. Yeah. I mean, there's no shame in getting beat by that man. Yeah. The funny I mean, thing I, is, I've talked, I've talked some trash about Sark as a head coach, but as an offensive play caller, caller, he's one of, if not the best in college. Well, and we have to give him some flowers for this year as a head coach. Year, I mean, we, we we've talked about his head coaching and. And we've seen in the past that his biggest issue was they would just give up these leads, and they almost did a couple times this year. Now, granted, it was the games Malik Murphy was quarterback and not yours, but still, they almost did a couple times this year. But got to give them props; they went twelve and one. And now, after today, that we found out they're in the playoff. But um, you know, so we'll we'll see what how he evolves as a head coach. Funny thing is, because you didn't get to see this either, because you were at the game. I, I don't think ESPN knew who Nardo was because, like, they were trying to show Nardo in the booth. And the first person they showed was this like young kid, like almost like a mullet type deal. And I was like, that doesn't look like, have, have I just not seen what Nardo looks like at all? Like, <laughs> who is this guy? And then the next shot, and they're like, the, first off, the announcer was like, yeah, there's Brian Nardo. He's done such a good job. And I'm like, it's in there. And then they go back to the game and there was like a timeout. So they went back up to actual Nardo and they go, yeah, and he's been doing so good. I'm like, that's not the same guy that we just saw. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if these people knew what was going on because the, uh, the PA announcer at the stadium, they they were all over the place. They're like now introducing Oklahoma State starting lineup, and they started rolling the Texas players. Oh. And then uh, he mispronounced a couple Oklahoma State players' names. And yeah. then the refs were like all over the place doing dumb things for like half the game. Like they were having conferences about like 
calls that you didn't they were like yes it's holding we all saw it yeah. like let's move on i don't know i think texas was the only people aware there was a game at 11 o'clock that day i don't think yeah. the refs, i don't think oklahoma state i don't think the pa guy i don't think anyone else knew the game was happening besides well, texas and i don't know this, i don't think this played any factor in it at all but you know texas and oklahoma are two teams used to playing 11 o'clock kicks oh hadn't played one this year you know they were showing that until this game this is the first one that they played yeah. We normally have one or two, but yeah, yeah. the ones that are normally early, we got like the late ESPN plus. Yeah, you got, yeah, yeah, did y'all have a noon kick? No, I don't think you did. Oh, you had the noon kick. I was thinking Cincinnati, but that was OU noon kick, Cincinnati. Yeah. So yeah, y'all didn't have an 11 a.m. kick this year Uh, or a noon one. I think y'all might have had like a, you had a couple 230s, obviously, because OU was a lot of of afternoon games. We had a lot of afternoon and your non-conference a lot of them were late especially because you had arizona state non-conference mm-hmm. so that was super late but yeah it's just, <laughs> i didn't realize that yeah because we normally have a lot of them so i'm just used yeah. to being like, yeah, we got those 11 o'clock yeah no, yeah i didn't have one this year but yeah no um texas i mean we've talked about it they they just look different than a lot of the they big do. 12 teams and i i said this in the podcast last week i'm not changing my stance if i was in that game they probably get stomped too i mean who knows if it's 42-21 because OU matches up a little better because we talked about one of the big issues Texas struggles with is quarterback run game, which Bowman doesn't give them and Gabriel hey, does. We tried. We, we tried yeah, to run. Yeah, yeah. We got tried. called for a false start, but he got a yard. Don't <laughs> yeah. say that man can't run. <laughs> yeah, so OU maybe matches up a little better, but it still wouldn't have been close. I, I just feel like that Texas they're, team, they're, they're dip- on a heater right now. Too. They are they're, on a heater. They're back-to-back they're weeks. Themselves. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, now they struggled versus uh, Iowa State, and I get that. But also, if I remember correctly, that was Ewers' first game back, and mm-hmm. Ames is a weird place. Um, and I want to say the weather wasn't great either. Cold. Yeah, the weather was. Uh, yeah. Was it snow? No, that was Farmageddon. Yeah, I think it was cold and windy or something like yeah. that. But but still, it's like they're just, you know, this might be their year. We'll see. I mean, because. Michigan is pretty good. I think Michigan got screwed with getting Alabama in the first round. Yeah, they, I think they knew it too. They were a little. Oh uh, yeah, I so did you yeah, see the video? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I will say, I still thought Florida State should have been in because I think Absolutely. we're taking away the regular season. But, but I still think Michigan got screwed by having to play. You're yeah. the one seed. Congratulations, you get to play the toughest matchup. <laughs> yeah, so has figured out themselves over the last month. Yes, and I'm in, I'm really interested in that Washington Texas game because Washington's offensive line might be the best in the country. They're one of them, especially in pass pro. And Texas defensive and, line and is Penix incredible. Gets the ball out so fast that he does. And and Texas's weakness is the secondary, and they can exploit that. You can exploit their secondary if you can hold up in the passing game, which Washington's been able to. And Adunze yeah. might have a field day on that secondary. Pratt, so we'll see. Pratt, Pratt Junior. Is that? Pl- yeah, Pratt. something like that. Yeah, no, they're fun to watch. Washington's yeah, all three of Washington's receivers are fun. Impressive win for them against Oregon because nine and a half yeah. favorite was Oregon. Everyone was picking Oregon, and Washington won again. So that was impressive. It's hard to be a team twice too, especially a really good team like that. Mm-hmm. But but that was impressive. But yeah, uh, offensively, you know, Ollie Gordon. We I just knew it was probably going to be a tough day for him given yeah. Texas defensive line and their run game. And also, I thought that I mean, obviously, I knew he didn't have a great day. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to act like, but. He never went – I think he got tackled for a loss like once. So when I saw he Probably. only had, I think it was 34 yards, I was like, that that doesn't seem right. I thought it was more like he had like 60 yards. You know, he was like – because you know how he normally is. Yeah. He, you see the Ollie, and it's like, oh, he has 60 yards, and then he busts two big runs. I'm like, oh, he just didn't get the two big runs. So he's in that 60, 70-yard range. It's 
but yeah, I, I can only remember one where he busted like a ten or eleven yard run. Outside yeah, of that, it was mainly one, two, yeah, maybe three. Hit like, a yard, fall forward for two more. Yeah, yeah, it was, and yeah, he was really frustrated throughout the. I don't know if you've seen all the videos since then. He was very frustrated. I know he's he's banged up too. I mean, he's getting whatever that leg injury was that hit him. It was bedlam. It was well, bedlam because yeah, we bedlam talked about it that. It looked like some kind of thigh shot he took well, on a fourth got, down. I want to say he got a stinger before that, like a. Maybe West Virginia, not West Virginia, Cincinnati, I think, toward the end of the game. He like limped yeah. off and came back, and then it's just been kind of piling. Every game he's limped up. off since then, yeah. at least. Um, so I think that's also some of the frustration is, like, I can't get healthy. Now I'm getting tackled, and it's yeah. just. Now, I will say, with five minutes left in the game, you can't leave and head to the locker room. You got yeah. to sit out there and take it. It, it sucks because you just mm-hmm. got dominated like that in the Big 12 championship game, but. Yeah, unfortunately, got to take that loss and, and yeah. sit there with, yeah. with your teammates because your teammates were there. They were sitting there and going through it. But anyway, uh, I will say, I mean, Rashad Owens played a good game. He looked good throughout the game. Yeah, he had one of, I think it was all y'all's first touchdown drive. He had one of his big contested catches, and I was like, oh, there's the guy that played against yeah. OU. He had big contested catch, two touchdown catches. Once they started getting Presley the ball in space, he Brennan Presley played like Brennan Presley instead of trying to throw like contested slant routes to him against a guy who's got six inches on him yeah presley uh, played well and i thought presley would have success against yeah, the, the secondary and then on defense it's hard to say anyone played well but i mean nicholas martin had a game he was yeah. everywhere i mean he was knifing into the backfield obviously the pick he had a couple pressures i think um it's hard to know with pressures sometimes when uh you're at the game and you're not getting all of the replays you yeah know, sporadic ones um I'm looking at the stats right now. There were a couple times he kind of got washed out. I mean, that Texas offensive line is so is so good. They yeah. do a run play, and he would just get in there, but he would more or less get blocked by a defensive lineman who was getting turned around. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no, he did definitely. I, I so at halftime, I left. I was at a friend's house. We were hunting, and he was one to sh- first time I've been out there. So he wanted me to sh- show me all of his property and I didn't care to watch the halftime show. Sorry, Nelly, but I didn't care to watch it. So it was a weird halftime show. I mean, so I missed the third quarter. It's basically what I was saying, but and I came back and saw the fourth, but um, Sanders was a monster in that game. Eight yeah. catches, 105 yards, six catches, 109 yards for Mitchell. And then six catches for 86 yards for worthy. Those I three, think- I think Sanders, I think only one of those passes was more than like three yards away from the line of scrimmage. Yeah. He, yeah. It was, it was probably the double the reverse pass that he was just yeah. wide open on. Uh, but I really thought Leon Johnson had a really bad game and I thought he could have had a better, I thought he was going to have a pretty good game, but he yeah, I two, thought he'd be taught. He wasn't really targeted much. Yeah. He had two catches for seven yards. I didn't look at his targets. Let me look at his targets. But two four targets that I remember. There was one he had to like dive and it went off his hands. Uh, yeah, he had two catches, seven yards, and then he had the fumble, obviously. But uh, ESPN doesn't show targets. So I, don't, I don't know how many. I, I don't. I, I mean, I don't think that was a fumble. I think that was an incomplete pass. I don't think he made a move. Um, I'm trying to. Remember. Oh, I remember the play. Yes, I remember the play. It was so close. Even it was in real, slow mo, it was, it was real close, so close. But... And they called it fumble on the field, right? Yeah, I think that's, that's why it stood. That's probably but... stood because I, I, if it's I called saying... the other way, it probably stands the other way. Um, then there was that one later. I can't remember who it was thrown to, but Bowen threw it. The guy could, like had it in his hands, and as he's turning, he gets popped, and the ball goes like shooting away, and they called it an incomplete. I have never heard so many people boo an incomplete ruling. I'm like, 
All right, boo louder so we know who doesn't understand football. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we can pick you out. Do yeah. you know what a catch is? Like, yeah, I know no one knows what a catch is, but that's clearly not a catch. Like, <laughs> Oh, did you uh... – did y'all – I don't know where your seats were in terms of, like, if you got the angle or not, but when Sweat scored the touchdown, he hit the high post. Yeah, we, had, we were – so our seats were kind of, like, on that second level toward that end. So we Okay, got, okay, so you we got – We were probably around, like, the 20, 20 25-yard line yeah. that direction. So, yeah, we got to – And uh, so apparently, I guess Mur- they ran that play earlier for Murphy, and Murphy caught a touchdown. Mm. And so Sweat was, like – or Murphy was always making fun of Sweat that he has a touchdown. And so apparently Sweat was like, you got to give me one. You got to give me one. I so. saw they, because that commercial break was so long. They ran that replay like 17 times on the video board. Yeah. Uh, Murphy was running a route on that one too. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> he was he's, just covered. He's covered. Well, they probably knew that he had caught a touchdown. That's, that's so good scouting like, right yeah. there. Like he has a touchdown, cover him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But ultimately, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, you didn't miss much with that. Oh, 49-21. 49-21. Yeah, they scored. Yeah, you didn't miss much yeah. of the halftime show. There was something off with the sound, and uh, it made Nelly mad, and he, like, spiked his uh, earpiece, like, 20 seconds into the show. Really? Yeah. Um, and you had to watch the two bands standing in front of the stage trying to dance to yeah. it. And I'm like, none of these, all of these people are, like, 18. They're wondering, who is this man yeah, that is on stage Nelly. right now? Did you... So were you on Texas's sideline or Oklahoma? You were probably on Oklahoma State. I was on Oklahoma State sideline. Was Undertaker on y'all's sideline or was he on the other side? Uh, He was floating around because he was doing a bunch of stuff with the Big 12. He was out there for the coin toss. He's part of the trophy presentation. Was it just Um, him or was there anyone else in the WWE there? uh, There was a lot. So he was there. They had the ring announcer, uh, Samantha Urban. Yeah, she was there. So I was Mm -hmm. really annoyed. I thought when they announced her, I was like, oh, she's going to do like some intros. We're going to get like some crazy WWE style intro for the game. No, she just did like there, there, and was like, now time for the people's eyebrow cam. I'm like, ah, gotcha, stuff like that. And then there was a weird moment, which I mentioned. uh, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, and Jay Cargill were there, and they like cut promos. And Mm. well, I I get, I think because it's in Texas, you know, it's in Texas. I don't know what they're doing, but Sheamus, I guess, was trying to be like a good guy and like out of football in Oklahoma state. It was kind of funny. Uh, Yeah. He did it. Like, I think they were doing it towards Oklahoma state side. So he got booed really, (laughs) really big time for that. Couldn't understand a word. Drew McIntyre said, yeah. Jade Cargill was just awful. It sounded like if you grabbed like a 14 year old cheerleader and told her to say something like 20 (laughs) seconds before. Yeah. like you're a prof- like this is your job is to just say things like this and this is what you came up with with, with prep time. Yeah. Yeah. So overall with the Nelly with the WWE, yeah. did you think it was excess? Did you like it? Did you think it was kind of corny, cheesy? Oh, some of it was corny, but it was cool. I mean, I love the Undertaker, yeah. so having him out I there too. That, yeah. that was cool. Uh, Even though Nelly, he's a diehard Texas fan, <laughs> which is weird. He played basketball at A&M. I know. But he's a huge <laughs> Texas fan. Yeah, I love the Undertaker. Uh so that was cool. Um Nelly, it's, I mean, you know, you grew up in the time I grew up in. It's going to be, yeah, close. yeah, Nelly's cool. Cool. Nelly. Yeah. Um, the championship belt looks good. Uh, yeah. so I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, it was early. So, I mean, if it keeps going and they kind of, I mean, first time. So, I mean, yeah. I'm sure they'll like kind of work out some tweaks. I think there's some yeah. room. For it. it was pretty cool. Uh, one of the funniest things that happened was when Yormac worked in the stadium before the game. Uh, the, the entrance he came in on was over by the, it was kind of, you know, where the split is, but it was on the angle where it was closer to Texas's side. Yeah. As soon as he walked in the stadium, 
he just started getting booed. Like <laughs> I heard crazy. about that. It was so loud. And like where I was on my side, no one knew what was happening. Cause we yeah. you can't tell who someone is walking in on the other side of that stadium. Yeah. Uh, and he got booed so much and he even like turned and waved to him like, Hey, you know, trying to, you know, not being a jerk about it. Yeah. And they just kept booing him to the point that when he got to Oklahoma state side, he tried to hype everybody up. Yeah, really? He got over. He was just like, Let's go. I, I heard he got um, Texas fans. Let him have it in the uh, post game stuff. But yeah, I, he mispronounced Sark's name. I don't remember what he did said. He? He, See, he I didn't, I didn't it. end up watching that because I flipped over to Georgia, Alabama by that point. I had but to, when I heard he mispronounced it, I had to, Watch, watch it. it but at that point i'm trying to find my car at that yeah, i got you i heard they did like they boo they did some sec chance and they did all oh, that the sec stuff. chance started with like four minutes left oh they did like, in the game yeah we're, yeah. I know, we're all kind of like okay cool like yeah congrats, congrats like yeah yeah but um no, no bad interactions with texas fans which good. my, trip, my good. trip to austin there were a few so <laughs> i was they were they were good i do have one question i know texas fans are probably going to see this there were so many people wearing brown who were Texans. Really? And I'm there were like three shades that were very specific and probably 60% of their fan base. Was I've wearing... seen the brown with the um, burnt orange like logo. And I think oh, it looks no, weird. There were no burnt orange logos. The only reason I knew okay. there were Texas fans was there were, they'd have like a bag or a sign gotcha. or a hat. But like the clothing was, there was like a dark brown, a light brown, and like a tan. And yeah. Like, Why is everyone in brown? Yeah, I think so it's confusing. I think it's weird. Well, also I don't think burnt orange and brown mix, so I think it's just a weird combination when I've seen that it one. Is. But but just the brown one is weird also. So yeah, that is weird. Yeah, that was just the one thing I didn't know. I noticed when we were walking in and get yeah. there, and there's just a huge crowd of people, and they're all in brown, and they're wearing cowboy boots. I'm like, well, this does not help me at all. Figure out what team you are supposed to be cheering for today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is weird, but. All right, so the season's over. Conference championship games are over. We now got the bowl games. We already talked about that. Um, and so we'll get more in depth on that once we yeah. find out who's actually playing in the game because we don't know that. Yeah. Um, um, Oklahoma State did have a guy announced a transfer today, uh, Ladarius Webb Jr. Um, okay. He didn't play this year. I guess he redshirted. He was one of the top JUCO D-back, defensive backs that committed last year. Um, gotcha. I'm, he didn't, you know, obviously nothing about why he transferred. I guess he's mad yeah. he didn't play over a yeah. bunch of true freshmen probably yeah but uh yeah he's entering portal i thought he was going to be good so i mean i'm kind of sad to see him go but if yeah. he could crack the rotation with how bad our secondary was at times might not be a huge loss yeah and since we last talked i don't believe these happened then so i'll just mention them again so if they've happened so so be it but Tawi walker entered the portal for ou jason llewellyn entered the portal for ou uh llewellyn was kind of obvious wasn't really playing. Yeah. Also, he was the one who called out though you coaches and stuff during the game. He was tweeting during the game. That's bold strategy. Yeah, so uh, he probably was processed out. Um, Tall, we obviously I understand a lot of people are going to upset about that one because he had a good year, but yeah, they're so young in that room. They're so deep in that room. They're adding the number one running back. Uh, Saw truck took over the room towards the end of the year. Who was a redshirt freshman. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to play much next year, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't follow Levy to Mississippi State or go somewhere where he can. But and also he was a he was still a walk on, so he's going to go someplace and be a, a, on scholarship somewhere. So it makes sense. Yeah. But um, so those are really it. But on a Wednesday, we'll uh, Zach will be back, and so we'll talk about uh, the we'll do an end of the season review. Kind of we'll even go over our bold predictions that yeah, we had right before we were, the year. How wrong we were. How right and how wrong or we were. how wrong we were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested about that. Uh, I've tweeted it out, what we predicted OU and OSU to go, but I will we'll also talk about that. Um, 
and then uh, yeah, then it's bowl prep. Um, after that, hopefully, because the portal opens on uh, tomorrow on Monday, so we'll probably start knowing who's all going in officially. Well, yeah. So yeah, I'm sure people are ready to put their name in for all the ones that yeah haven't already because I don't. They need to get this portal thing figured out. Yeah, there's too many people that go into it that don't have a place when it's all said and done. Well, yeah, and that's that's something that the players need to educate themselves on too. Yes. I mean. What, what happens, and I heard a recruiting expert talk about this, and I understand it, is a big-time recruit. Let's say he's he's a big-time recruit that had Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, all these big-time, Georgia, whoever, big-time offers. Well, he thinks, okay, I didn't play my first two years, so I'm ready to transfer. I want to go somewhere else. Well, he thinks when he hits the portal, all those teams are going to come calling again. But they don't because they want to see what's – or you don't have any tape or you weren't very good mm-hmm. at where you were at or whatever – and now they're just going to recruit those big schools, at least, are just going to recruit someone that's a true freshman that are coming yeah. in. And so they get there and they're like, oh, why aren't these schools calling again? You know, mm-hmm. I, I was close to the D-line coach at Michigan. Why didn't he call me, you know? Yeah. And, and then they're stuck. And then I did read somewhere that basically if you are not one of those like five stars who just, you know, something didn't go your way your freshman year and you enter the portal, mm-hmm. if you're not that type of player, you better know where you're going before you actually put your name Yeah. In. I mean, seriously, and and what ends up happening is the ones that are coming calling are like Houston or Texas State, and no disrespect to those schools, but these guys are so used to being recruited by Michigan and Alabama and Georgia, and they're like, I'm not going there. But then at the end of the day, that's probably your only spot. And yes, I guess last year when all the players that Oklahoma State lost, I think two ended up on Texas State and a couple ended up at Houston. Well, and OU, after the year that – Lincoln left. So the summer of 21 or the off season of 21. And then last season they had like only two of their players that transferred mm-hmm. that went to power five schools, Um, yeah. you know, not including like Caleb Williams and them, but they yeah, only had like the two that, that went, followed Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. Not the ones that followed Lincoln, just the ones that transferred out of places. They only went to, like two went to power five schools. And one of those power five was Houston who became a power five and they weren't right. a power five at the time. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy, but we'll see what happens there. But and, you know, just, yeah, like that game was obviously terrible for Oklahoma <laughs> But yeah. on the way out, uh, I ended up talking to a couple guys, both rocking Thurman, Thurman Thomas jerseys. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, we just started talking. He's like, yeah, this game was terrible, but we were here. Yeah. Did you he have your like, Barry Sanders jersey on? No, I was wearing my Ollie Gordon shirt, which okay. I felt okay. a pretty relevant one. Didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, we were yeah. here. He's like, there were yeah. 10 other teams, or I don't, I can't keep, I'm going with 10 because we're the big 12. Yeah. No, not. <laughs> 12, uh, it'll be what, 13 other, or 12 other teams, 12 other teams. There you go. Yeah. However many other teams uh, weren't here, but yeah. we were. It's like, yeah. And, go with, and, and a year y'all were predicted to go, I think it was six yeah. and a half wins. So yeah, I mean, it's a successful season. Uh, sure. And uh, just public, I, I've decided to retire from going to conference championship games. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, and three, because I'm counting the baseball. Okay. Yeah. Tournament that uh, also got blown out. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) for the betterment of Oklahoma State, I will stay away from conference championship games from now on. I'm the same way in terms of bowl games. I've been to one bowl game, I think. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I think I've been to one bowl game ever, and it was 04. And oh, you got waxed by USC in the national championship. I have not been back since. So, been to two bowl games, and they're one and one. Oh, there you go. Well, and, and so well, I the feel- last one, and the last one was the Texas Bowl against A and M. There you I'm go. Not, well, I don't I, know if I'll be going this time. I'm thinking about going to this year's Alamo Bowl. We'll see, but it's Alamo just, Bowl is fun. That's the other one I've been to. It is fun, and Arizona is a fun matchup. And also, I got to get that 
20 years of my one game is a loss in the bowl game. Got to get you that gotta, over with. Got to get rid of that. Stink <laughs> yeah. Off. yeah. Just got to go in and <laughs> exactly. Got to get one, especially because with the, you go into the SEC now, you can't go well, in with that hanging over you too. Yeah, right. And the, with the playoff going to 12 teams and the first round yeah. is at home, I'll be going to a playoff game. If OU's ever in that at home. So you can't risk that. I can't you risk it. Go. I got to get on the winning streak, but all right, uh, follow us on Twitter at ECBedlam. Follow us on YouTube at ECBedlam Pod. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're there. If you're watching on YouTube, links are at the bottom. But Wednesday, we will have a season to review like we talked about. So look forward to that. Until next time, see you guys later. Yeah.